0: Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood.
1: Well, hey everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Happy Home birth Podcast. Now, before I go any further into the interview, into anything else, I just have to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. The Happy Home Birth podcast launch was incredible, and there were so many downloads, way more than I was even expecting, so thank you so much for being interested and for getting the word out. It really means the world to me, and I have loved the feedback. I ask that you just please keep it coming. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please give the show a rating and review so that we can help get it out to more people, but Wow, I am so overwhelmed and happy with the initial response. And I hope that you are enjoying the show as much as it seems like maybe you are. So today's interview is another amazing one. I interviewed Haley Mujica, who lives in California. She just had her third baby, her first girl, and her very first home birth. So Haley goes into detail talking about the difference that she experienced between her hospital medicated births and her home birth, and it is incredibly interesting to hear. So to support the show and get the word out even more, if you would like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. And you can find me there at Happy Home Birth Podcast. You can also email me if you'd be interested in being interviewed at Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com. And that's K-A-T-E-L-Y-N. If you would like to sponsor a show, I'm beginning to get some inquiries on that. I would like to set up some sponsorships for the future. So if you're interested in that, if you sell a birth product or service, then please contact me regarding that if you're interested as well. That's all I have in terms of housekeeping announcements. So let's dive on into the interview.
0: So Haley, thank you so much for joining us at Happy Home Birth. I'm so excited to interview you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Now, you were just telling me that your baby is two weeks old. Is that
2: correct? Almost. She's 11 days. 11 days. And she was your first home birth. She was. Not my first baby, but first home birth. Yep.
0: Okay. So tell me about that. So what made you decide to to choose a home birth after
2: how many hospital births? So I had two like tro- totally traditional hospital OBGYN medicated births. <laughs> and then... My sister was having her first baby and wanted a home birth. And at first I just thought she was, you know, kind of crazy. And it it didn't end up working out for her. Unfortunately, she went too far overdue and had to to go to a hospital anyways. But it just kind of opened my eyes to a whole different experience. And so I watched, what is that, uh, that YouTube? The Business of Being Born? Yes, that every home birther has probably seen. Um, I watched that and it just made so much sense to me. And I read some of Ina May's um, books and I was a believer. So I figured I'd give it a shot. That is incredible. So
0: what did you notice um, prenatally even? Did you know, was there a big difference?
2: Like not even comparable. I would like, so my midwife would do home, like home visits for every, appointment. So I didn't have to go anywhere. I have two toddlers. So going to the doctor's office just felt like a lot. Um, So she would come to me, which was really nice. Um, And it was just so much more comprehensive than like, you know, with an OB, you know, they're so busy. They're in and out. You see your doctor for maybe 30 seconds and the nurses are doing everything else. Um, But my midwife really just, she took the time with me. She talked nutrition and exercise. And um, like now looking back, I'm almost certain I was anemic with my first two pregnancies, but it was never addressed, never talked about. I bled way more than I should have. Um, And then with this experience, like she just, she treated my anemia. I had like virtually no bleeding compared to what I was used to. Um, I just felt like it was so much more detail and attention than I ever got before.
0: Right, that makes sense. I I feel like I hear that so much. The difference of even just time of prenatal, you know, the oh thirty gosh. seconds with the doctor
2: versus thirty minutes to an hour with the midwife. Exactly. Like not even, and just I mean, I don't know if I just got really lucky and my midwife was wonderful, or if they're also wonderful. But she just was like that perfect balance of like maternal tenderness with like a buck up soldier, you've got to do it type of, you know, like it was just exactly (laughs) what I needed. Right. It was just perfect.
0: Oh, that is so good. So, so you felt prepared when you went into this birth. Did you feel prepared when you went into your hospital births?
2: You know, I very much, I would say with all three of them went in knowing you can only plan so much. And at some point, like there's questions that you just can't don't know to ask beforehand because every labor and every delivery is different. And so I went into them very much knowing that and knowing that I couldn't prepare for everything. And so the best preparation I could do was to be willing to roll with it. And I think that mindset really helped because you can't, you can't prepare for labor because you don't know what it's going to look like. So I did my best, but I was also very willing to just roll with what happened
0: Right. I, I definitely agree with that. And you did mention that you read some of Ina May's books, correct? Yes, yes. That I feel like, and, and that's kind of what I, I want to do with this podcast is just hearing the birth stories of others and hearing the triumphs of others can yes. do so much for your spirit and be so empowering.
2: Yes. I don't know. Did you read, have you read Ina May's Guide to Childbirth?
0: Yes. That one is one of my favorites.
2: Okay. So good. But there's one part where, you know, they're talking about a woman that she cared for and her delivery and how she's thinking, like she's remembering something that Ina had told her and it was like, you're going to get huge or something awful, but... (laughs) but she was remembering that during her delivery and that was what helped her to push through and literally that was what I mean I've never talked to Ina Mae but I could just picture her telling me that the whole time I'm getting ready to deliver and it really did help a lot so I, I'm so thankful I read that book
0: that is so funny I remember during my labor thinking about Ina May talking about horse lips and okay. if, if you have loose lips then you have loose yep. lips <laughs> yeah like a horse
2: that's so funny yeah see she.
0: She gets in your head.
2: She does. She has this way. I get it.
0: That is so funny. So for anybody in the audience who has not listened or has not read Anime's Guide to Childbirth or Spiritual Midwifery, go ahead and do yourself a favor and get those books right now.
2: Yes, for sure.
0: Okay, so tell me, it sounds like you had a pretty magical prenatal experience, but what happened at the birth? Who who all did you have, in fact, on oh your
2: birth? Team? So this, my labor and delivery this time was so fast. I was like almost by myself because oh, wow. yeah, it was just so fast. And I, so I was over a week overdue, um, and just like really mentally struggling. Um, cause I had seen my sister and she'd planned this home birth and then went two weeks overdue and didn't get it. And so I, I was just so afraid of that. And so I was really mentally struggling with like, oh my gosh, is this baby ever going to come out? Or am I going to end up with the hospital birth again when I've been planning a totally different direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, the day I went into labor, I decided, you know, what? I'm just going to pull out my breast pump because my sister kept telling me, you know, this is the only like medically proven form of induction that's not medicinal. So I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm going to try it. So I'm home alone with both of my boys and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, I'll probably have to do this a few times or, you know, it'll start labor sometime in the next 24 hours. I did not realize that it was going to be like you pump and labor's on. Oh, wow. That's, that's what happened. So, like, I pumped for five minutes on each side twice, so 20 minutes total. And, like, while I was pumping, I started getting contractions. By the time I was done, they were, like, 45 seconds long and less than every two minutes apart. <gasps> And it was only like two in the afternoon. My husband doesn't get off till five and his office is more than an hour away. So I called my sister and I'm like, Hey, this is what I did. Like, these are going to slow down. Right. And she was like, no, like (laughs) you've done it. Now you've got to go through it. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. So then I called my husband. I called my midwife. I called my mom to come watch the boys who also lives more than an hour away. So, you know, They're all on their way, but for majority of my labor, I was on my own. So my husband walked in the door at about four thirty. By four forty-five, I was throwing up in transition, like not good. (laughs) My midwife showed up right after that. My mom got there at about five and the baby was here at five thirty.
0: Oh my goodness. So from start to finish, that was what, three and a half hours?
2: About three and a half hours, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That is some impressive pumping you did there. <laughs> right. I'm like, I kind of hate that thing and love it all at the same time now because I was so done. I needed to be done, but it was also like the whole time I'm in labor thinking, like, what was I thinking? Why did I do that?
0: Well, that is so incredible. Were your other births very fast?
2: Um, I mean, relatively, but my so my first for a first baby and I was induced, he was 12 hours from start to finish. Wow. And then my second I went into labor on my own and uh, see, he was, that birth was just completely different, but that one was a very slow, steady build. So I was in labor at like seven in the morning and he wasn't delivered until like one in the morning the following day. But the hard part was probably only about three or four hours.
0: Gotcha. Wow. That is a very different experience. I'm glad your husband and midwife and mom made it.
2: Yeah, just barely. I'm like, thank God I was planning a home birth because I would have been pushing in the car had we tried to make it to a hospital. It wouldn't have worked.
0: Oh, and we all know car tractions are the worst thing in the world. Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah. Glad not to have any of those this time.
0: Oh my goodness. So what did you do differently? Did you do anything differently this time to prepare like any, um, like massage or chiropractic care or anything like that?
2: So I did see a chiropractor on Sunday. So that's the day before she was born, which I really do attribute my fast labor to that, I think, because like I said, I was overdue. And so every time I would like sit, bounce on my birth ball or sit, I could feel the baby sitting on my right hip. And I knew, and I'd been in like pro labor for like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And so I knew like this baby's trying to come and it just can't for some reason. Like, I don't know why, but this baby can't get out. And like I said, I could feel the baby on my hip. So I went to the chiropractor and the next time I started contracting was when I went into labor. So I think it was just stuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. My my baby was stuck in my right hip too. And it was, okay. it was a chiropractic adjustment that, that got her out of there.
2: Yeah. See, I, that was just in my head, but I know I'm not wrong.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Mine had a, she had a, a broken blood vessel right on her eyeball, right where okay. it was obviously oh. pushing into my Poor baby. <laughs> but it's okay. The chiropractic care got her, got her right where she needs to be. Yeah, That is so neat. So, so this was a very unique birth. I mean, in so many ways for you, not only did you not have a hospital birth, but it was a very fast one. Yes. How do you feel you coped with that? Do you, did you feel like you were able to process it pretty easily after the
2: birth? You know, after the birth, I was just like on such a high and so like not even one iota of a second did I feel like, oh, did I like did I do the right thing? Like I just felt so and everything had gone so smoothly, of course. I just felt so so good about our whole birth experience. I there's a you know, there was a time right before I was ready to push where I'm thinking, screw this, like what was I thinking? <laughs> but afterwards, I'm no, I was just I felt like I processed it really well i and you know during the labor, it's so like primal almost there's not like a whole lot of coherent thought going on, of course, yes, <laughs> you know like where, but afterwards, I really felt like i i did i felt like I processed it really well
0: that's that's wonderful, and yeah. i I'm thinking about the fact that you did have that support before, before labor began, did you notice a difference in your care after labor? Did you feel more supported with your midwife?
2: Yes. My, my midwife was like I've said, she was just so good, but she, so you know, they come back the next day and they exam everything. And then she came back, um, about five days later and she set up this really like beautiful herbal bath with flowers, Oh, for me and the baby. And she took pictures and there was candles and it was just like so sweet and so much attention to detail and so much just care that an OB you just don't get, you know, so.
0: That is beautiful. Yeah. I don't know too many OBs that, that come to your house and
2: fill up your tub for you. (laughs) No, definitely not.
0: Oh, and now were your hospital births, were those medicated births?
2: They were both of them. Yep.
0: Okay. So can you describe the difference in how you felt after giving birth, comparing the two?
2: Okay. Yes. The best way I can describe it is with my first two, with my medicated birth, I felt like I was recovering from something that happened to me. And with this one, I felt like I was recovering from something that I did. Does that make sense? Covering more from a trauma than something just hard that I did. Right. Does that make sense? Yes.
0: Yes. I I mean, and it, it does in the sense that, you know, that's a far more passive way to have to, to give birth. You know, we, we, I'm assuming you were lying on your back and exactly. if you're having an episiotomy, that's a lot of, that's pretty intense.
2: Yes. And just the whole pushing stage when you're medicated, you know, you can't feel that need to push. So they tell you, okay, push for 10 seconds and then you get one breath and then you get another 10 seconds and they're yelling at you for not pushing hard enough. And it's just like really kind of an awful experience now that I look back and I've had something so different. Um, but then this time it was very like, you know, I could like, I couldn't not push if I wanted to, you know, like my body knew exactly what it was supposed to be doing. They didn't have to tell me anything. And it was just really neat to feel my body work that way. Yeah. It was super cool.
0: And did you notice an ex- a, a difference in your experience of hormones
2: afterwards? With all three, I was just so like elated with my baby that <laughs> like, I, I do remember feeling like that high with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't know if I would say that part was more so this time. That's I do correct. remember though feeling very like, you know, it was such a fast labor. I felt like, okay, now I can just like, go to the grocery store and continue on with my day, which of course I didn't do, but I did feel like still very capable of doing whatever I had to do, which was cool because before I was in the hospital for three more days after.
0: Yeah. That is pretty cool. Especially if you've got two other little ones running around. Yeah.
2: They don't slow down.
0: (laughs) And so how did that go with the birth with your, were your kids actually at home or did your mom take them somewhere?
2: I I wanted them to be home or I thought I wanted them to be home and they were not home when I was pushing and it ended up being a very good thing because I was a lot louder than I expected to be. <laughs> um, and I think that would have freaked them out a little bit. But so my mom, we didn't, I have no idea. I was so close. Like I really thought, you know, I've got another 12 hours of this, but little did I know I was like 15 minutes away from giving birth. But wow. my mom took the my boys to go grabbed some dinner, like literally just down the street. And by the time they got home, the baby was here.
0: That is great timing.
2: It was perfect timing. It couldn't have been any better.
0: Oh, how exciting to to just go out for a quick bite to eat and then come home to a new
2: sibling. Yes, and I my husband, you know, sent a picture of the baby to, you know, our siblings and parents and stuff, and I told him, I was like, don't send one to my mom because I want her to just walk in and there's like a baby. She's going to oh. have no idea there's a baby already.
0: So, now your other two children are boys. Was this did you mention this one was a girl?
2: Yes, my my newest is a girl. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's really exciting. You've got you've got both represented. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, and we waited for the birth to be surprised with all three of them. So I pulled her up out of the water and I like, so this is the first time I ever got to see first because before my husband would always tell me, but I got to pull her up out of the water and I saw it was a girl and I was just like, I was shocked. I was, I was so sure I was having another boy. So
0: wow, that is really cool. I am, so I'm pregnant right now and we are, we're waiting to find out this time. We found out the gender with our first but I'm really excited for that, that moment. Oh, my gosh.
2: As well. It's so funny because every time, you know, you go out to the store, you go to, out to eat, and everyone's like, oh, what are you having? Everyone wants to know, you know. And when you tell them that you don't know or that you're waiting, they all think you're crazy. But I, I so highly recommend it. I would never find out.
0: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is an an additional excitement factor, and oh then God. you kind of get the the benefit of whoever gave you gifts before. You've got the other people that want to give you gifts again because
2: now they know the gender of the baby, <laughs> so
0: That's you can true. also double up on presents that way.
2: That's so true, and you know what? That's another thing I always tell moms is that you know when you know what you're having. Baby clothes are so fun to buy and they're so cute that you get a ridiculous amount of baby clothes that you don't need, (laughs) but where you don't know what you're having and they can't really, I mean, nobody wants to really go buy a gray onesie, you know, so you get the swing and the diapers and the cradle and the stuff that you actually need. <laughs>
0: that is perfect. So
2: pairs clothes.
0: yes, all of you guys, I hope you're taking notes. This is,
2: this is good I, advice. Even if you know what you're having, pretend you don't just so you get the really good practical stuff.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's, that's so funny. Cause my husband is the one that wants to know. I am the one that is even with our first, I didn't want to know. Okay. But, um, but he has said, well, it's just because I want to be able to, to tell people, and I'm, that's the exact reason I don't want to know. I don't want anybody to know. But I told him, if you really want to know, I will let you do like the um, the blood test. Uh-huh. You, have, you have to buy the blood test, and you have to make me sit down and take it, and you have to send it back, and you could be the only person that knows. But there you go. my assumption is that he
2: will not get that done. So it's I not fun. Now he gets to have that experience of like calling his mom and saying, mom, guess what? We had a girl or whatever, you know, like how fun is that?
0: So great. Well, so now tell me, what do you recommend to anybody who is considering a home birth? Now that you've experienced both ways, what do you recommend a mom do if she's thinking about having a home birth?
2: I would say that it is totally not a flippant decision, you know, like do your research, feel really good about it. And then you know, when your mother-in-law doesn't love your decision or when labor gets really, really hard or, you know, whatever happens, if as long as you have a really good solid why behind it, you can do anything. And so don't make it flippantly. Don't do it just because you're afraid of a catheter or something, you know, like have a really good solid why behind your reasoning and you can do anything.
0: I think that's perfect advice. Yeah. And did you have any issues with that was your was your family on board or did you struggle with any
2: isolation? you know what we <laughs> we opted not to tell anybody that we thought might have a problem with it because we did feel so good about our decision we weren't really looking for opinions really like-hmm it was, you know, we're telling you this is what we're doing, and we're not really asking questions about it. And anybody that we thought might have an issue with it, we just elected not to tell them.
0: I think that's a great way to handle that.
2: It, you know what? It worked out because then when the baby's born and everything's fine, nobody cares, you know? Right. So it worked out.
0: Well, that's perfect. Well, if you have any other recommendations, I know that you mentioned before we started the conversation uh, you are into
2: essential oils. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So, did you use any of that with, with your birth? You know what? The only oil I used during my birth was frankincense. Okay, and what did that do? You know what? It was just very emotionally grounding to me, and I used it a lot before anybody got here when I while I was still by myself, and I still kind of had to parent. Two toddlers, <laughs> um, just kind of during a contraction, I would take a quick sniff right out of the bottle, and it really, really, really helped me to stay calm.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Did you use anything postpartum?
2: Um, I okay, Clary calm, which is like a specific to DoTerra brand, but it's like a hormone supporting blend, um, and. You know how they say the after pains, the afterbirth contractions get worse with every baby? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Baby number three, they were brutal. And so just sniffing Clary Calm during a contraction helped so, so much. I never t- I never had to take any pain medication or anything, but especially when nursing, when I was getting those pains, I would just sniff Clary Calm and that was the biggest help to me.
0: Oh, that's really great. Yeah. Well, so if anybody is interested in learning more about you or learning about your um,
2: your journey with essential oils, where can my audience find you? So I am on Instagram at The Intentional Essentials um, or at Haley Munchka, either one.
0: Perfect. And I'm going to put that in the show notes that p- so that people can find it with ease. Awesome. Man, Haley, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me.
2: It was so fun to get to talk to you.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's so wonderful to hear empowering stories. And it's definitely exciting when someone goes from the hospital setting to the home birth setting and it works out as
2: beautifully as it did for you. Yes, would not change a thing for sure.
0: Good, good. Well, we look forward to hearing more from you some other time, Haley. Thanks for joining us. All righty. Thanks, Caitlin.